Vago. <laughs> Just perfect. I'm ready, love. This is a message for Joseph Anthony Francis Quinn. If you listen to this podcast, like we've been told you do, uh, the week of October 16th, please give us a three chain day. That's all I'm asking because we have, we don't know if this is true or not and we want to believe it. We're really excited, <laughs> but we're also shitting ourselves here. <laughs> so we need some confirmation from the source. From the source. From the, from the title character of our podcast. From Leonard Bass himself. No, I'm sorry. Oh my God, that's so funny. Leonard Bast, Joe. Give us a sign. Give us, sign, Give us a sign. sign the sign. Three Give us a sign. We don't, we're not, listen, we're not asking you to come on yet. We're not, yet. One day we will, but we're not asking you to come on. We're not asking you to do anything. Just, just give us a three chain day. It's your decision if you want to do that. The funniest thing would be if he did do a three chain day, but he has no idea that we asked. <laughs> and then we're like, we're strictly losing our minds. Maybe we need to tell him to do like five chain day or something. Like put them all on, Joe. We could just be like, Joe, wear all of your chains. Joe, wear all of your <laughs> chains and walk around with a cardboard, uh, like a piece of cardboard that says, yes, I know about the podcast. <laughs> or, or just, just or knows. just, or just at the Quinn pod. Just our tag. <laughs> Or you can also just follow us on Instagram. That's <laughs> we can be the 24th person you follow. Anyways, I hope you guys had an amazing week. It has been, what was it? What was this? What has this week been like? It's been a weird week. I went on like a four day drinking bender. <laughs> I feel like every day I was like, yeah, let's go out. Let's do this. Let's go. Blah, blah. And then before you knew it, I was this morning. I was like, I can't see or talk to anybody. <laughs> so you hey, were super social this week for sure. How's your social battery doing? Oh, um, it's pulled over on the side of the road because I ran it into empty. I feel that. Yeah. You're waiting for AAA to come get you. I'm waiting for AAA. How has your guys' this week been? Tell me all about it. Yeah, Danielle, tell us about it. Danielle, <laughs> my week was fine. <laughs> I didn't have anything special happen that I'm aware of. I did get to go to a pumpkin patch yesterday, and that was so much fun. I loved every second of it. Those pumpkins looked amazing. Ah, thanks. My friend Erica is a photographer, and so she helps me get the right angles. And so that's why my video was very aesthetically pleasing. First of all, like Sundays are sacred for us because we obviously record. We do the whole thing where we talk about Jose Antonio Francisco. Muy bueno. But then also Sundays are the days when like the House of the Dragon comes out. And... Have not seen it. Okay. That's fine. I won't spoil anything or whatever. But here's the thing. I was watching some of the interviews about how they casted Rhaenyra and they were like, oh, you know, casting Emma Darcy. She, they needed to be, Rhaenyra needed to be somebody that gave like rock star vibes. Mm -hmm. Boy, did they fucking nail it. And she has really unique features. And I feel like Targaryens, they all have beautifully aesthetic, interesting features. And I feel like they really got that on point this, this season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, truly. Um, yeah. And I love I love the inclusivity of Emma Darcy as a non-binary person, you know, being. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's incredible. That's cool. Yeah. 
which is so cool to see. My, my sister's fiance is also a non-binary person, and it's just good to, to see that kind of inclusivity. But but they have been going viral on <laughs> TikTok this week. Um, and it... <laughs> have you guys heard the sound? I've heard it. I It's all my For You pages. And Every other it has video. Me thinking, it has me thinking... Do I like this? <laughs> why am I why am I excited about this? Emma Darcy has unlocked something in like women that a lot of women didn't know existed within them. I mean, hearing them say a Negroni Spagliato with Prosecco in it. Oh, oh stunning. Oh, stunning. Stunning. Oh, stunning. Uh, and Olivia Cook is like not far back. Like she oh what a 10 my god Mm -hmm. i think this may be the new fucking filthy martinez yes danielle that is so true (laughs) wait can we play those back to back i would go into cardiac arrest wait uh, let's do it pull up do you want to pull up joe's sound and i'll pull up emma's their audio about drink so you've had drinks every course yeah do you still have a dream drink on its own my favorite drink is you know just fucking like filthy martini yeah yeah. (laughs) all right my Ah! turn my turn what's your drink of choice in the gruny i was gonna say the same thing magliato with prosecco in it oh stunning yeah (laughs) oh stunning I can't do both of those sounds it's, it's sexual like consecutively again like that just doesn't I will malfunction until the day I die I'm so glad we lined that up because I, I bet people have been like waiting for that comp- comparison and you know yes we did it. yes oh my god you're welcome there we go this is what we're here giving people what they want every week we supply the goods you know who else should get what they want America. They should get a con. America should get <laughs> <laughs> Segway. <laughs> Follow me in to the next segment and we <laughs> I mean, was that bad? You're not wrong though. Was that... You're not wrong. Was... America does need to get a con. <laughs> and I mean uh... <laughs> America has cons. We just need cons that involve Joe. It it was announced that he was going to be at Tokyo, is it Tokyo Comic Con? They announced Japan, this, yeah. Japan, J- Japan. Mm-hmm. not sure if it's Tokyo, but. Um... So he's going to be there. And then it was also announced he's going to be in Panama. Oh, for oh, uh, another concert. Also in Germany. And then one in Germany. So our boy is working his way through the world. He's <laughs> getting his stamps on his passport. He's like that stamp, 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 stamp. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm dying because I was I was making I made a video today and it's the funniest fucking thing to me. The way I look at it is think of this as a relationship, right? When you break up with somebody or when somebody breaks up with you and you see their Instagram story and they're living their best life, they're doing the things that they didn't do with you when you were together. They were, they look so happy. They're glowing. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, I, I would love to do that shit with them. That's what Joe's doing to the US right now. We're sitting here. We're like, you're doing all these cons, doing so great, living your best life. And then we're over here like, we would love one too. <laughs> we would have loved to have one. LA Joe, come on. <laughs> right. Like, where else has he been? Well, he went to New York to be on Fallon, so. Yeah, that was great. There's 47 other states, Joe. Kansas City has the number one rated barbecue in the United States. Does it? Yeah. Oh, stunning. 
stunning. Your Ninja. opportunities are unlimited. Come on, down. Come on down. Come on down, party town. We're going to see your Joey. <laughs> I think, though, honestly, if we look at it as a whole rounded, open minded type of situation, I really think it's all just timing. I really think Shannon had made a point that a lot of our bigger cons have already happened, like towards the beginning of the year. Oh. And like the summer. There are still some cons that are going to happen this year. Don't get me wrong. Like Wasabi Con. Yeah, America do their cons like at the first half of the year. And so by the time he got done with all of his his press for Stranger Things, it was already like July and they were all fucking Yeah. So maybe he'll swing. Maybe he'll hit us on the way around towards the end of the year. (laughs) I don't know why I did this movement. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I really think it's just timing, you guys. I know we joke around and we say it's not fair. I really like we're going to get our time. We're just envious. We're also not patient and we're jealous. We're jealous. We're just all around awful. And maybe. <laughs> no, we're not. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, my we, God. There are some goofies. Don't get me wrong. But we're not all terrible. We, we just have to fix our, you know, we know you're good and you're just sorry. You know, we need to stop uh, saying that. I appreciate you. I would like to let it be known. I actually need an, a virtual air high five because I have completely removed that statement from my vernacular. From- I no longer say you're fine whenever people what? bump into me. It's not even a go-to statement for me anymore. I say, I'm sorry. And then I keep moving. I don't Wonderful. tell them that they're fine. Do you? I also don't say I appreciate you anymore either. I say I appreciate it. I've switched from appreciate you to appreciate it. I think that would that would pass. Yeah. yeah. I just hit him with a thanks so much for your help. I've tried. I've tried and I've tried to go from you're fine. Oh, it's fine. You're fine. I've said I've tr- I've been able to switch to that's all right. That's a good one too. Yeah. yeah. I just apologize back to them and keep moving along my 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 way. <laughs> I also that- for some reason I don't like you're welcome. So yeah. I would say no problem. And then but I do find myself going, "Uh-huh." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh-huh. He would fucking hate that. He would fucking hate it. And I have to stop. I want to touch about on DR real quick. We have not gotten a video campaign. And I am <laughs> starting to get concerned. Okay. <laughs> I'm starting to get concerned that maybe we're just not going to get one. <laughs> we're getting pictures, though. And I just. Uh, pictures are great. Don't fucking lie. Come on. Say it. I think that they're editing his face too much. Like, there are, let me just rant about this for a second, because I've been holding it in, because no one around me understands. There are certain facial features that we have come accustomed to, and that we love about Joe. His smile lines underneath his eyes, his freckles, his brown eyes. You look at these pictures that Dior has posted, they are great. I love them, they're classy, they're elegant, just like Dior is. But they are way too edited in my opinion it looks like they slapped a beauty filter on am i the only one feeling like this or <clears throat> i was thinking about this is that just the, the style or vibe that dior goes for because i've also looked at other people's mm-hmm. right. and they're very simplistic very if that makes sense like very hmm. <laughs> i hear you and i think i think i was thinking about this a lot and i think that what i kind of concluded about it which now that i think about it i haven't done a review of the of the photos um i should probably do one but i think that what a lot of people fail to recognize is that a lot of the times when these photo shoots take place 
um, they're always heavily edited. Always. Even with female actresses and all that good stuff. You know what I mean? They're always super airbrushed. And you look at them and you think to yourself, oh, you know, her skin looks amazing. You know? Uh, Mm -hmm. And I, I, I completely do agree. It's very obvious that he was heavily edited but it's because we've seen a lot of people taking selfies with him in 4k (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) and we were also very spoiled with wonderland and esquire because i don't think they went that route they let a lot of his natural features features come out and because that's the first on the esquire shoot was the first time i had ever seen his freckles Mm -hmm. and now i'm obsessed i'm obsessed obsessed. with that i think with the dior shoot you're absolutely right about the editing but i also feel like it was a very controlled set and i feel like with wonderland and like magazine interviews they want they want the person they're interviewing to be comfortable and to be themselves and to go outside but when you're doing a campaign, you're working for them. They're exactly. not working for exactly. you. So maybe exactly. that, maybe the photographer, it wasn't the same connection. Because I feel like when you're taking photos with, with somebody, there's like a chemistry, there's a connection, there's a way to vibe mm-hmm. to like get the photo you want. But they went into it knowing, you're like, we need him tossing the bottle. We need him to show the bottle to the camera. But that one photo where he's like. I wouldn't, like, I, I would say he looks pensive. As <laughs> he doesn't look like he's promoting a, a fragrance, if that makes sense. He looks yeah. great. He looks great in all the photos. Despite the editing, he looks great. But I just think yeah. we don't see that same chemistry and Joe vibe like we did in the magazines, I think. But I think it's because of what you said, right? I think it's because these articles are writing about him. These magazines are trying to catch the essence of him. This is a campaign a transaction wherein he's his job is to give dior a dior vibe you know um he's not the star of the show and no this the bottle of perfume is and i just need to danielle it's not all about joe all the time but they picked him for a reason you think they would kind of you know emulate a little bit more of him in there but I, i get it i get it yeah I mean, that's the thing. It's like the backdrop for the photos was gray. His jacket was gray. And then, you know, the only pop of color was like the fragrance, you know, the lavender and the fragrance. Um, mm-hmm. So I think his shirt was lilac as well. Was it? What's that? Yeah. Let's find out. Stomin. The one where he's throwing the perfume up in the air his shirt is a lilac color okay so i here's what i have to say about this picture i think that it it goes with the caption a mesmerizing and mysterious actor i mean this is giving mystery you know it's giving like like deep in thought profound okay so i'm gonna make the same face and you're gonna see if i'm exuding that i don't I don't think that's the same face, though. I think that his, I think his, I think, I don't think it's the same. (laughs) I think, I think, I I think you made, I think that you've, I think that you, your first impression of the photo is that is what you've kind of stuck with. And I, and that's fine. That's, uh, that's your take on the photo. I totally, I don't disagree. I just, I just think it's giving like. Do you remember that picture from Wonderland where he's staring with those eyes? He stares with those eyes in every photo, and it sends. Which one? 
It's like the camera's down here and he's looking down like this. He's got his curls. It's like his bedroom beard. eyes. Ugh. Yes. Why are you not giving bedroom eyes for a fragrance? You're making him go. Anyways, whatever. I've said my piece. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more of we just have seen more of his personality in the past. But the way that you've explained it. We went to school. We understand now. <laughs> I get it. No, I know. I just, I, know. I love his freckles and his smile yeah. lines so much. They hold such a special place in my heart. And I just want to see them in every single picture that I see. That's all I want in my life. At any given moment, what do you want, Danielle, to see Joe's freckles and smile lines? That's all I need. Did you guys ever do that high school, like, um, senior, like, pictures or whatever? And I got them back. And they edited all my face freckles out. And I was like, okay, there's a difference between acne and freckles. Like, <laughs> So within the last week, we've also found out some fun little tidbits about Mr. Joe. Let's go. Um, Show me. That's one thing that I've noticed is the sleuthy people of the internet have been finding old articles that he's done. And sending them to us. And I'm here for it. As long as you're not inviting personal privacy, send me all the articles. Because <laughs> I want to yes, read them all. Yes. True. Asked him some really fun questions. And I wanted to share them with the group. Uh -huh. And then we can chat about them. Yeah. Because they're so special. So one of the questions they asked was, what is one of your favorite skills you've learned on set? His answer was, I have yet to do a job where I teach or learn something as far as a specific skill. But I have learned to turn up on time. He's learned. That is so fucking relatable. <laughs> right? I am never on it time. It just feeds in. It just feeds into this idea that I have of him. Like, I feel like he's a late riser. Just for some reason. Like he, I just feel like he snoozes his alarm at least eight times. We talked about this for the con. We're like, this guy obviously yeah. runs late, sleeps late. <laughs> yes. Like, that's why he's we not ironing his damn shirts. Like, we knew. But I mean, this just feeds into that for me that he's learned to be on time. So good job. You're doing great. Keep it up. I, so I, I'm you. never on time. I like even for even when we record this podcast, I'm like never on time. <laughs> We've gotten really bad at starting at our set times, yeah. but it's fine. Yeah. It's whatever. Um, so I think that they might have done this article around Christmas time because there's some Christmas related questions Ooh. in here. What do you want for Christmas? A really good time. <laughs> Damn right, baby. <laughs> Is that Joe calling to say that he's listening to our podcast? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> maybe maybe next time. Maybe next time, baby. All right. So he wants a really good time for Christmas. Yeah. Amazing. That could be rollerblading. That Ooh. could be getting a pint of Guinness at the, down the street at the pub, singing karaoke, oh, carols. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Down a bottle of tequila on the 24th before baby Jesus is born. Let's fucking go, babe. Hey, yes. <laughs> they also asked him, what's your favorite thing about Christmas? And I love this answer. He said, pub lunches and the smell of Christmas trees. What is a pub lunch? My, it's to me when I hear that, I'm thinking like a club sandwich and chips and a pint of something. Is it, or is, is it, like, it could or? be like, like a, a roast, like that plate <gasps> that they have that has like three different kinds of meats, veggies, loves mashed potatoes, bunch of gravy. Yeah. Uh, also love a scotch I egg. I want to look it up. 
Oh, and a scotch egg. Yep. Um, so, so you said you like the fact that he said the smell of Christmas trees? Yes. Aww. <laughs> Makes me very happy. Pine. A lot of people like that smell. Yeah. And he has a sophisticated palate. <laughs> I know. I feel like he does. Uh, yeah. My favorite, though, was whenever he was like, I like to smell good. <laughs> Is that right? Do you? Same. That's me, too. me too. Weird. We have that in common. <laughs> he also said that three words that describe him are pensive, curious, and silly. Hims is just a silly widow boy. I think that's the most, collectively, that's the most British three words that you could put together. Pensive, curious, and silly. That computes. Oops, sorry. I just. I like that combination. Yeah. It adds up. It adds up for him for sure. Has a good time. He wants to learn more and he thinks long and hard about things. And then the last one I'll read is what inspires him? He said anyone who has a go and tries to make a career out of acting. I love that. I love him. He knows that ambition. He knows it and loves it, and he loves to see it. Like, he he, he just knows what that feels like, that feeling of wanting to be an actor. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's probably where that stems from. I think that's a very sweet sentiment, too, the fact that he is is sitting there saying, I know what it's like, and I know it's hard, and I really admire anybody that will put themselves through this and yeah so that's that's exactly that's that's a very good answer for that question (laughs) yeah okay so let's go through those things and then we each of us can answer them too what are three words that you would say describe you danielle why do i always have to go first i need some like think about time all right shannon what about you we'll come back to danielle i would say that i'm um introspective um uh quirky mm-hmm. and um my word. emotional i think that's perfect okay d do, do you want me to go well i have two out of the three okay. shannon said one of my words but i can come up with one on the fly i am charismatic okay. humble and diligent charismatic humble and diligent I have seen every well, single... Not the reaction I was expecting. I have seen each and every one of those, like, in you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. I think I'm empathetic. Self-deprecating. Oh, God. <laughs> um, empathetic, self-deprecating, and happy? Okay. Yeah. Y- yeah? You're not self-deprecating. Yeah. You're happy. Okay, mm-hmm. so do you want... Do you, should I remove self-deprecating? <laughs> Well, I feel like even if you're falling down a dark hole, you you're you still have a smile on your face most yeah. of the time, so it's yeah. fine. I feel like I said the nice word for that. I'm introspective. Like I'm always looking in on myself. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like the nice way of saying it. Like, what am I doing? What can I change different? Did I piss someone off? What you know, I'm constantly Ooh, right. thinking about what I what I what I did. How about how about like empathetic, welcoming and happy? Because I feel oh, like I are. always like you're very you're a badass PR person too. You're also really assertive. I feel like if we're like assertive. Her, like what do you think, Laura? Just you you say it. You do it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. me and her back here is like moral support. Like, right up that draft. Yeah. All right. Happy, 100%. empathetic, and assertive. Yeah, that that adds up. What's your favorite thing about Halloween? So many things. <laughs> um, I like the crisp feel in the air and the smell that is associated with that. Uh-huh. And then I also love 
seeing the costumes and how much people put into it. Either go super chill with it or you can go super elaborate. And I love to see the different variations of that. But the crispness in the air and the smell is probably my number one. I'm I'm one of those people that bases their their being yeah. on the smell. And there is nothing better than walking outside after a fall rain overnight and it's like kind of gloomy out and it's crispy and it smells good. Ugh. Yeah, we don't have that in Florida. It's been so long, Come my dear. Come see then. <laughs> like, it was like it's that this so morning. Long. It was like that this morning. And the leaves are starting to fall and change colors. Like, it's beautiful. I will say Florida has cooled down a bit. Like, when we went to Kennedy Space Center, the high was 82. That's yeah. good. Normally, the high is like 90-something. And yeah. then you're like, all right, well gonna have swamp ass for the day great didn't happen. <laughs> it was 64 degrees yesterday when i was at the pumpkin patch oh my god that's like oh my god if that's like that in florida it's in january and everyone's got their big heavy jackets on that's cold like that's, that's how we are here 100 like, percent. yeah cold. uh <laughs> i think my favorite thing about halloween is the fact that more people are starting to decorate for halloween than for christmas yes have you noticed that yes 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 um, and obviously horror movies oh yes i didn't know we were doing like if i could have said three horror movies would have been just right up my alley why don't we just do that like after we're done talking about what we like on halloween maybe we should just name some horror movies get in, get, get in this in the spirit Ooh. um in a little bit I've watched The Babadook lately. Oh, that's that's that a... movie startled me. The Babadook? Yes. Babadook. It's so scary. But the, moment, but the moment two drag queens showed up as the Babadook and another one, I was like, I can't take this first. This... What are your favorite things about Halloweeny Shannon? Uh I get to be expressive with makeup. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So I did like mm -hmm. my little bat wing today, my bat I wing liner. It. I I have shit on my phone and on my Instagram. If you scroll back a bit, I did some weird demon ass makeup last year. I did a cosplay of um, the sisters in the Resident Evil. Oh my god! Um, that's in the house with Demetrasque. I did a cosplay of that, and I did some TikToks. I feel like this is your time too. Like you you go in, you are like full form in Halloween because like oh it just goes with you so well have you ever dressed up yeah. as Elvira for Halloween no but back in high school I actually kind of did my hair that way I would have I had a swoop bang and then I would tease the back of my head so I had yeah. the bump I have mm. a, I probably have a photo from way back when it was during Christmas or something I looked like Elvira opening my Christmas presents because I had <laughs> like this long black tunic and leggings and then just like my Bump. I love I love the spoop the spoopy time spoopy uh, movies and um, yeah I find any reason to bring together like a sexy outfit with also being scary so um, like one year I did like a um, a corset a bloody like neck corset thing and with the mask so I drew yeah. a, like a Victorian mask on my face with blood not real blood just you know blood and so. But I had like, blood. but I had like my boobs out, and I was like looking all sexy, but bloody, and I was still scaring people, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And then last year I was a demon, but I had a sexy outfit on, so and freshly dyed green. I was hair. Hermione. Oh, I was Hermione last year. 
a sexy Le- Hermione. Leviosa. Hey. Not Leviosa. I even have a wand. Um, I even had a wand. Whose wand do you have? Hermione's. I also have Professor Snape's. Oh. Yeah, I have. So the Hermione one is from Barnes and Noble. It's not anything special, but the (laughs) one that I hold dear and near to my heart is my Snape wand that actually came from Harry Potter land and it has the bobble on the top. So when I go next year, I I get to like, I get to like (laughs) do the spells and stuff. I'm actually really excited about it. Got it from (laughs) Yep. I have never as an adult dressed up on Halloween what I've never i can't give up that tradition i can't yeah. i can't love either it. i can't because like this year i'm gonna be beetlejuice oh i love i'm really excited i had a moment in college where i tried to dress up for halloween and i tried to they were like you know you go to spirit halloween it's like a sexy lion or like sexy this or sexy that so i bought a costume mm-hmm. and i got like bullied for oh. the costume <gasps> yeah who the fuck we have That's, to beat okay. up right now? Oh my now. god! They were Honestly. like, they were like, you're not skinny enough to wear that. And so I, Ew, ever god. since then, like, I, I just, I never. Right now, right huh? now, I'm gonna fucking bully these people. Now. It's okay. He's bald and like super broke, so it's fine. Oh um, well, well, then Drew Afuelo got a hold of him somehow. I'm sure. Uh, see, what I did is I went through the same thing with getting costumes at like Party City and Halloween, whatever. The key, when I hit, like, my upper 20s, I completely transitioned into creating my own mm. costumes I love with that. stuff that looked good and I felt good in. Yeah. So, like, last year, I happened to come across this swimsuit, which was a Gryffindor swimsuit that was, like, super low cut. Oh. And then I had a black, like, um, kind of, like, skater girl skirt that I put over it. So then you just saw the top half. And I put on one of my cardigans and I ironed on a Gryffindor thing. And then I just tied a a Gryffindor tie yeah. loosely around my neck. And then this year I went on Shein and bought the black and white striped like straight leg pants, Ooh. an oversized black and white thing, and then I have a lacy like bodysuit that I'm wearing over it. And then I have a a bobbed like mossy green wig that I'm gonna wear. So you just gotta like put together. Don't don't rely on those no, yeah. stores yeah. that say that they're size inclusive because they're, they're not. not. You just need to make a costume on what makes you feel comfortable and just live it up. I go into the back section at Spirit Halloween where they have the corsets and like the individual by color or by like style. I don't even go up and, and pick like the actual outfits because half the time they won't have my size or their sizes run weird because I have I have smaller boobs, but I have a bigger bottom. So even if I bought mm-hmm. a, a large to fit my ass, my boobs are going to be like, yeah, <laughs> there's room in here. <laughs> so like <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I, so it's better to find like pieces. I have actually, I think I've decided all I'm going to get is some wings for my bat outfit because I actually have a really sexy dress in here. It dips down all the way down here. Yeah. I have it cuts down all the way down. Mm. Wow, wow, wee wow. Yeah, so I'm gonna just like wear some titty tape and then just like wear cute like boobs or titty boobs. tape. I do have fake boobs, but I don't think I'll wear them. They're kind of heavy. And then I have um. <laughs> I've worn them for Marilyn Monroe. I had to put them in like a a, um, a strapless bra to like set them in because they will fall the fuck down if I like try to tape them on me. They're so heavy. And then I have like these really cool like boots. So I feel like that's all I'm gonna wear is like that dress, some boots, maybe the boobs, and then 
bat wings and that's it yeah i think that'll be perfect oh we didn't talk about him actually hurting his hand <gasps> on the set of les mis yeah we can kind of just which i had no idea about how do, do is there information i don't know i don't think that we found anything as to what happened but apparently they wrote in the scene in les mis where he got his hand shot so he could like wrap it up because his finger his ring finger was bandaged yeah. Because he literally almost cut his finger off in real life. Okay. You want to know how? I don't know. But they wrote that part into the show. Because I remember watching like behind the scenes footage of like, I think there's a video of him riding a hoverboard. Yeah. And then one of him, the dancing video that we've all seen, he's he keeps that red bandage on. And I was like, dude, like way to, you know, stay in character. But you could take that off. Well, come to find out is because he almost freaking lost a finger in real life. Uh, like what you know i think it was leonardo dicaprio and django that had mm-hmm. cut himself in uh he the dinner his scene hand on the table yeah he broke some glass and he continued the scene and he rubbed his real blood all over carrie washington's, washington's face that was his real blood that he put all over her and face. so carrie washington's and expression and reaction is like 100 percent real and so it's interesting. I don't know why that made me think of that. I'm sure that, you know, with Joe, like the act, the, the writers had to like step in and do something with that. But like <laughs> it triggered that memory from Django. I feel like with Joe, he would be like the show goes on unless he's fucking really injured where he can't perform. If he yeah. hurt his finger a little bit. I think Joe would do something like that. If he act- I think Joe would keep it going and use it. Because he's such, yeah. he does so much improv, right? Like, he would just be like, oh, I cut mm-hmm. my finger here. But super method. Blood all over your face. I don't think that he did it on the set, though. I think it was, like, in his outside life. Oh, like, right. And then they started oh. filming. And then they're like, dude, what's your thing? What's going on with this? And then they had to, like, write it in because he needed to keep it bandaged from what I'm seeing. Oh, I didn't know that. And so they wrote that scene into his part so he could keep his hand bandaged. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Joe, what the fuck you doing? <laughs> what did you do? Fighting crime, apparently. That's <laughs> maybe from all that parkour he was doing at one point. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Oh, my God. Or he's just chopping vegetables and he oh. slipped or something. Who knows? He's making his fucking roast. That roast he makes and... <laughs> The roast. <laughs> That's right, because he makes... He said he's a, a bit of a chef and he makes a good roast. He's probably just chopping yes. some celery and carrots and he fucking slips. <laughs> I I was I, have we talked about the food thing? We mm. talk about his thing for food almost every episode. <laughs> I, I know, but like how he how he likes to cook. No, we have not. In none of the previous Okay, cuz I I want to I was who was it? I somebody asked me a question like if you were to cook, if you could make him a meal, what would you make him? I'd be like, "No." I I'm pretty sure it was Cole that asked us that cooking like what we would cook him or was it if you mm-hmm. could ask him any questions what would be the first question she asked us what we would cook him i understand that he said something about the fact that like he's like a chef or he likes to make he like he's a he's called himself a pretty decent chef and that he can make a really good roast and i'm like well, what would i fucking make if the opportunity ever fucking presented itself nothing i i could no <laughs> he's such a foodie and i would i would default to pasta because I, I make really good pasta in my opinion but that sob has been to italy mm. more times than he can fucking count i'm sure because like he's you fluent you no know. 
Lori, huh? she cook what you know. You probably make some bomb ass Puerto Rican food. He, who knows how often he's eaten that? He could, you could <sighs> expose him to change that. Change his life, baby. It'll, it'll See? change his life. Listen. <laughs> All I've got is avocado toast. I make a mean avocado toast, but that makes me sound like a fucking basic ass white see i have already set myself up for success living in kansas city because i would be very upfront with him listen i don't have much to offer you as far as my cooking skills but what i can do is order barbecue from three of the top three places in kansas city and then you can try all of them and tell me which one is your favorite (laughs) because you know that that man doesn't get an opportunity very often to sit around and eat barbecue Maybe he hates it. Then I'm screwed. I'm going to be like, you tell me where you want to eat. But he nobody says, they take really me to Olive Garden. <laughs> would take you to get a tour of Italy. I would be like sick because I love Olive Garden. <laughs> I know like... what I can feed him. What? I know what I can feed him. Uh, since avocado toast is more breakfast, um, Adam said I made a really good cordon bleu one time. Chicken cordon okay. bleu. Ooh. The only thing he wanted me to change was what I marinated the chicken in. I just bought like a dressing and he was like it was too vinegary. Like he want he would rather me make my own. Yeah. Like I use Gruyere cheese. Like I didn't I didn't use fucking Swiss. I use Gruyere cheese. I bought the nice Ooh. shit to wrap the chicken in. Ooh. And I made that shit. I I will I will make Joe's mouth. Do you hand grate some fucking did you like hand grate sure. the cheese? Oh, okay. Sure. Good. Or I'll just go to Publix and tell them to slice it. I don't know. Something. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. If you don't know what Publix is, it's Publix is a, a grocery cheese. store here in Florida. It's and... like a U-Crops. It's like a, you know. <laughs> that just made me think of that scene from the Access Hollywood interview where the guy's like, two self-tapes. You've got to interview more at a Kroger to get a job there. And his face, Joe's face was like, what's a Kroger? Okay, cool. Like this guy has no idea what a Kroger is. It was such an American thing to say. Oh my God. How, how, how confused does this man get in American conversation? He's probably lost. I don't even want to come here because half the shit y'all talk about, I don't know what you're talking about. But that's how Americans feel when we go to the UK. They start talking about stuff and you're like, huh? Remember when Cole said that? He'll start talking about stuff and she's like, what? I feel like you can actually see him kind of, I I don't want to say check out. You can kind of see it in his face when he hears something that he doesn't know what it is. He's kind of just like, "Uh uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah can we please talk about the um roman numeral next to his name how is many joseph fucking quins are there is he joseph quinn the eighth <laughs> that's the i said this before i said that's the most british thing i think i'll ever see this is daddy joseph quinn there are seven other joseph's quins quins behind him like how far that that goes back that's got to go back lineage. to like the, like early 1800s right? maybe even further if the average person lives at least 50 years two people that's 100 years like already i mean but you had you could have had four joseph quinn's in the 1900s you know what i mean like a great grandfather a grandfather a father and the son and the last name quinn is very unique so it's not like it's like a john smith it's like like let him have his own damn name but joseph quinn it's just unique enough you know what yeah. i mean to where if there's going to be eight of them uh, in the one family. It's like, okay. Eight Joseph Quinns in one family. I don't Damn. think I've ever seen. I Y'all, think the, the most I've seen is like the fourth. That means they all share the same middle name because he's not he's not an eighth if they don't all match the middle name. So it's Joseph. Is that true? That's crazy. Joseph Anthony. Uh, Francis. Francis. Sorry, I forget that one every time. Quinn the eighth. 
Hey guys, uh, we ran into a little bit of technical difficulties, uh, and so this is where we're going to get right into the Wonderland Magazine article. We're going to start to unpack it. Unfortunately, the first half of it, um, it did not come through. So uh, without further ado, we're getting into the Wonderland article. It says, the Duffer brothers have stated we didn't know the size of the role he was going to hold and if any of the scenes that we had already taped were going to even be in the series. What? Repeat so like, that? Yeah. It says, the Duffer brothers have stated we didn't know the size of the role and if any of the scenes we had already taped were even going to be in the series. So, so, are you, oh my God. So there is a, a shot, a like they wouldn't have even kept him in there or his role would have been even smaller. <gasps> but he was How so do you... good. Whoa. They couldn't cut him out. So his audition, his audition was the first scene in the cafeteria and the scene in the woods with Chrissy. And then he also auditioned the scene where everyone finds me after the murder. So after that, we were kind of trying to figure out how big the role was and then we got the rest of the scripts in the hiatus. So going into the hiatus, he wasn't going to be a main character, it sounds like. So I guess his audition tapes changed their mind. Wait, so, oh my God. Wait, I yeah. love, I kind of love that we're doing this in real time too, though. That we're kind of processing this mm -hmm. and talking about it in real time. So it says it turned out that it was a beautifully written role. So I was very shocked and still very shocked. He, sh he shares humbly. So he still always puts it back on how it was written. It's like, no, my guy, like it was how you acted, but like also, your talent. This part near the end, he's like, I guess the acknowledgement or notion that I even have fans, it'll still, it's still something that I'm wrapping my head around. I think it's something important to bear in mind that they're fans of the show and they're fans of the character and through that there's a projection onto me i'm sorry i know we i know we read that at one point too whenever they sneak peek this article and we've said it but and we've said it before and we'll say it again did this whole thing with joe start because of eddie and the duffer brothers and how the character was written like we've talked about this before whenever they sneak peek this article and it's that he maintains that the only reason this is happening is because you know of stranger things and but I don't think he understands that if it hadn't been this breakout role, it would have been another one. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah. this whole thing, sure, it started because of Eddie, but he's not retained us because of Eddie. You know, we don't talk about Eddie every episode. No. You know, did it start there? Absolutely. But that's the, I think the fact that he is so seemingly humble and so and shares himself in the way that he does is what you know has kept people there oh my god what did you just read read it so he he touches on the story that he said at the toronto fan expo about the two little girls wearing their hair yeah. hellfire shirts um he kind of touched on that and then he goes explains when i tell him about my own hellfire shirt he said, I think walking around in the moment feels quite strange. So I'm definitely not trying to draw attention to myself. He says this with a quiver of hesitation in his voice, but I'm basically taking off my hat and my sunglasses and I just wanted to be in the moment with them. And they both started crying. <sighs> I gave them a hug and we took a photo and that was a lovely feeling to feel like people have been touched by this thing. And so that's very nice. 
but the rest of the time I'm in disguise, like Leonardo DiCaprio, Hat and Sunnies. It feels so fucking stupid and self-important, but it's helping at the moment anyway. <laughs> it breaks my heart that he has to put on a disguise, honestly. But it's the fact that he but, took it off for them because he knows what mm-hmm. that feels like to love something so much. When we figured out that Joe was obsessed with Orlando Bloom and Lord of the Rings, it's like he gets it. He knows exactly how we feel yeah. because he felt it. So it's like he's mm-hmm. protecting himself, but he also has that empathy of other fans knowing how they feel. And he's like, yeah. I have to give them this. I have to show them mm-hmm. who I am. He did state that he goes, it's insane, though, that they're so young and they're watching the show because it's fucking scary. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fucking scary. I when I watched the first episode and I saw Vecna for the first time, I was like, it startled me. What the fuck did they do to this show? I was like, why did they take it there? They really stepped it up in the like scare factor of this Because that does not look like Jamie. No, no. I, I didn't even no know idea. it was him. No, I had, I had no idea that it was Jamie until after the season wrapped and I started seeing like tour stuff. Oh my God. Can I tell you that my immediate response when I first saw Henry um, in episode whatever, whenever they're doing the, the um, flashbacks, I was like, wow, that guy from Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I remember no, thinking it's the I peel you banana guy. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, that guy I said the guy from Twilight and the guy from Sweeney Todd, like like he's really just, you know, gone down in his career. He was doing a tiny part like an orderly. Yeah. Because here's mm-hmm. the thing. I remember thinking to myself, like, I've seen him before. Where have I seen him? And then in IMDB, he wasn't presented as Vecna. It said friendly orderly. And I was like, yeah, like what? What a step down in career. Because that <laughs> makes sense. They would do that because you would think because he was just number one. As you're watching mm-hmm. the episode, you don't realize that number one is Vecna until absolutely so, like, yes, that's yeah, why. And that's what I'm saying that you're like, you can't fucking tell that that's <clears throat> Jamie. He even disguises his Absolutely. voice. Jamie has a very distinct mm-hmm. voice. Jamie Campbell Bower, like really monotone, like nasally, like yeah. he does not sound like that as Vecna at all. No, that was yeah. amazing. That was definitely a right call for them. What else? What else, Steve? Um, so they he also touches on how consistently chill he's trying to keep his life when he's not touring. He said admittedly quinn is finding sol. what did i say <laughs> admittedly quinn is finding solace from the touching albeit relentless attention attention he receives by sheltering behind what he calls his timeless disguise he also finds solace in spending time with his friends and he that he considers calling family he potters around his southeast london flat which he shares with his flatmate this guy's really got a structured job and he knows when he's got time off he shares is there, a, is there a pang of jealousy as he says this? He's also quite measured and clean, and I'm absolute chaos. So it's good to have that type of balance. His roommate so is again, measured and clean? Yeah. So again, with him saying that he's chaos makes me think, late riser, close all late over riser, the floor. Late riser, close <laughs> all over the floor, and definitely um, everything is wrinkled and is fucking flat. Abbreviation ADHD. ADHD! Yes! <laughs> 
so fucking. But I hard. feel like remember how he described himself? Yeah. Pensive. A lot of those are just very nice, fancy words of side effects of ADHD. Also, not to diagnose yeah. him, but very well could be. That's but such a good point. Continue, Danielle. I'm sorry. Um, he also is quick to assure me that being incognito helps him gain some clarity on a reality that is disarmingly dizzying. Far from his alternate reality in which he just would include a budding career as a brain surgeon or a kind of platinum level philanthropist. So despite escaping the upside down and his world having turned into some into sad direction since Stranger Things, Quinn finds his happiness simply still being Quinn before anyone knew him as Munson. <laughs> Joe, it sounds so depressing. No, I love that. He's trying to like, hang on to any normalcy that he can. I love, and, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. He keep that's yeah. the best part about it is that he keeps the. There are so many people in this world that when they're thrust into fame like that, they just go with it, and they need mm-hmm. people around them to keep them grounded. He is so yeah. high, aware of himself that he keeps himself grounded, and that's amazing. So. So one thing that is hitting the internet like freaking hellfire (laughs) is his touch on potentially starting a music career. Okay. Yeah. So he talks about going to Lollapalooza and meeting Metallica and how scary it was and that it took balls to put a guitar on and play the riff that he hadn't played in months. He's like, but I did it. So he said, despite heavy metal royalty confirming his musical dexterity, Quinn's modesty takes hold once again, and our attention turns to his guitar playing skills. While I say that I am a guitarist loosely, I don't play in any bands or anything like that. I was in band when I was in kid, when I was a kid. I loved it. My guitar just gathers dust, which is stuff we already talked about, um, suggesting that he might not be as rusty as he thinks. Um... Instead of dwelling on his success, though, Quinn, multiple times throughout the interview, is quick to flip our interviewee interview dynamic, questioning me on my own musical preferences, amongst other things, and laying bare hits his own. I love the that. first genre that I nerded out on. Stop. This makes me so excited. The first genre that I nerded out on in my hazy adolescence was East Coast 90s hip hop. The love that I have for 90s hip hop runs so deep within my (laughs) Eastside. Like, that makes me so excited. I love it. He goes, I fell down the rabbit hole quite far with that one, but now it's just all different kinds. The Discovery playlist on my Spotify is my best friend because every week you just get an injection of new music. And my friends have great taste as well, so we're constantly sharing things. Music, it's the best, isn't it? what about you so he turned around and brought the interviewer back into the conversation because he's a gentleman he's an includer so then he talks about harry styles oh yes oh i'm so ready (laughs) this inquiry prompted an unsolicited harry styles lecture from me (laughs) oh my god unsolicited wow during which quinn revealed that he too is a stan I'm into him, he admits. He's just kind of impossibly good looking, isn't he? I rate the way that he's carved this thing out for himself after One Direction, and he's clearly doing well. I love that he has ambitions in the movies as well, and I don't know him, but it seems like he'd be a very cool guy to hang with. 
Although Harry Styles may have been the nucleus of my teen years, Quinn also lets on that he too was in a boy band. Not just any band. Wait, wait. No, wait. Just stop. How do we find this? Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did Joe just say he was in a boy band? Yes. His band was called Black and White. <laughs> and they were 13 years they were 13 years old and they used to play weddings and covers i have Can tears we? trying to stream in my eyes from i don't know what emotional reaction but they're there and they want to come out as well <laughs> were they doing covers did you say oh they were doing covers god. yeah they were playing weddings and playing they were a cover band oh my god they're singing like this I promise you from NSYNC. <laughs> By the moon and the stars and the sky. Oh, what is that 98 Degrees uh, that 98 Degrees song that came out? This it's I Do Cherish You. Yes, I do so good. cherish you. Cherish you. Holy shit. By the look in your eyes. And all we get yeah. is is L is for Laura, my lady, love you. <laughs> I love that you. I, 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 he... I love that you immediately went to Laura, not Lauren. Thank you. <laughs> right here, baby. <laughs> I, I bet you he was the guitarist. Do you think he sang? I yes. want to think that he sang. Yes, I he think sings he sang. low. He probably did like some backup, like low, or he might have sold a little bit. I mean, <laughs> shit, shit. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> So this is where he he talks about potentially dabbling in a music career. Uh-huh. So confident in the fact that his 13-year-old self-span probably won't be making a comeback anytime soon, <laughs> much to Damn our it. dismay. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Quinn does go on to confirm that there could be a version of his future that involves music. I've got to do something else, he says. I might force myself because I admire Joe and Maya and Jamie and Charlie Heaton, the latter, who is an amazing drummer, which I did not know. Charlie Heaton can play the drums. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. And then he also has other members of his cast, like Finn, who has musical ambitions as well. It's a really good thing to have on the side of acting because you have a total control over it. Oh, wow. Um, and then a neighbor's dog interrupts our flow with a righteous bark. Are you sure they didn't have Marnie there? I. If that's I the case, I'm two degrees away from him. <laughs> like, I can hear Marnie, excuse me, I'm doing an interview. Uh, um, so he, he gets up. So this is another thing. They did this interview in his bedroom in his flat. I, I'm sorry? Do you want me to say it again? No. They did this interview no. in his no. bedroom in okay. his did, they t- right, did he cool. fucking tidy up or did he leave his shit everywhere? I hope, I hope it was completely It says, chaos. a neighbor's dog interrupts our flow with a righteous bark and he puts our chat on hold to close his bedroom window. Oh, he! Oh, they're on Zoom. Oh, okay. is this a that Zoom? makes more sense. <laughs> I just imagined like two folding chairs. <laughs> I was like, that's so personal. <laughs> Okay, that makes chat. so much more sense. That makes so much more sense. I immediately was like, these men are like, facing each other like, in folding chairs. Just sitting on his bed, just cuddling, spooning each other. <laughs> Stop. No. Oh my God. No, is, no, no. Is Joe the big spoon or the little spoon? 
I would like to. Not. I feel like he would switch off. I feel like he gives. He's a switch. He likes both. Yep. I feel like he's a switch. <laughs> some days like, he um, may want to be cuddled. Some days he may want to cuddle. I don't think it he's a cuddler. He does Adam not strike is a me little as a spoon cuddler. A lot. Stop. I'm leaving. This conversation no, is over. I think he's a cuddler. No, Maybe. I refuse to believe that he is not a cuddler. Absolutely not. Uh, his his, 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 his love, love language is touch. Absolutely not. You cannot you, see the type of man that he is in these videos and tell me? me that that man does not like to be touching his significant other. For sure. Like, a, like, a, like, for sure. Like, for a short period of time. I don't think he's like a cuddling through the night kind of guy. Doesn't strike me as Nobody, that. Nobody cuddles through the night. Because you huh? get hot and you got to get away. Like, yeah, yeah like get the fuck away from And then me. you might come back for a few minutes, but then you roll away. Like, as long you as he's there he and he's game for it anytime I want it, that's all I need. He does not strike me as a cuddler, period. But you know what he does strike me as? The type of person that, like, doesn't cuddle, but, like, will like will touch his feet with yours just to make sure that you're at least touching yeah, no, no but i i feel like i feel like my favorite way to fall asleep and i bet you joe likes this too i like to fall asleep <laughs> right on the peck just uh, just like this uh, but when i wake up like hours later i'm like against the wall i'm like what like i'm i'm not <laughs> anywhere near where i fall asleep and he's like I, not facing me so Listen, I am so insecure about the fact that I sometimes I because I, I, I'm so okay. There have been times where like I have fallen asleep on like my ex's trust and I wake up in the middle of the night and there's like a pool of drool on top of him and I'm like, <sighs> like I just I could never I could never I'm like you stay on your side of the bed, don't fucking touch me. Here, here's my pinky. You can hold my pinky. <laughs> Well, how did we get onto this topic? We were talking about him being in the bedroom with this man, but really they were on a Zoom call. Was the interviewer a man? Um, was it, it said words by Eric Rana. Rana. Okay, okay, okay. Erica so, Rana. Erica, Erica, sorry. Okay. Erica so, Rana. So, it, okay. All right, so on to the next subject. Because yes, yes. <laughs> I feel like we need to bypass the fact that I thought that they were in a bedroom together and not on Zoom. I, but I think <laughs> or just his living room. <laughs> We can, I feel like we need to keep that like in there and like just kind of bring it together and where, where you go like they did this in his room. Oh no, wait, it's on zoom. And then we can kind of joke about it because like the, this exchange was golden. No, it was very funny, Danielle. It was. <laughs> Even the first time I read it, I was like, hmm, wow, that's a very personal place to have an interview. Like this man let him into his home, let alone his bedroom. He vacuumed yeah. and cleaned up okay. all his shit off the floor and. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so next up, he talks about Horde. We do get a bit more information about the movie, Ooh, but not a lot. Okay. So musical career may be on the cards. Something that he's taking on with a lot more certainty is in his next starring role in director Luna Carmoon's upcoming directional debut called Horde, a role he is overjoyed about, more so because of admiration for the film's 24-year-old director, having a project oh greenlit gosh, so at, su at such a tender age. Yeah. Wow. It's a complex family dynamic, and it's being helmed by this extraordinary young director called Luna, who is a 24-year-old and has managed to get the film greenlit. Wow. He just reset that sentence. 24 and managed to get a film greenlit, he repeats with admiration. That's why he said it twice. That makes sense. It's pretty insane. It's being produced by Andrew Stark, amongst others. He was at the beginning of the filmmaker Ben Wheatley's Surgeons. So he's very good at managing young British talent, and I think that there is some, some amazing actors in it. 
Oh, that's so Oh, exciting. this is kind of cut off on the end. I can't really read it. Um, I'm really excited for it. I think if Luna gets left to do her thing, it could be a really interesting film. And I feel very excited to have been there with her at the beginning of her career. Aww. Such a little bean. He's so sweet. But what's next in Quinn's career? Where does he picture himself in 10 years time? Perhaps with an Oscar, a never ending stream of groundbreaking roles? Yes. The above do not feature. Instead, what he truly desires is much more grounded. Olivia Coleman said to me once, to have an extraordinary career, you need to have an an ordinary home life. I mean, she didn't say you need to, but it helps. She has a very lovely family, and she's been with her partner since uni. She has three lovely kids, an extraordinary career, and is an extraordinary person. There's a phase that is rallied around the business. Take your work seriously, but never yourself. That is something that I hold on to near and dear. So much of it is about managing your life and making your life as simple as possible so that when you're given an opportunity eventually to go and make some crazy things with crazy people, you feel like you can. I want to do this and I want to lay down the foundation of some roots. This next paragraph I'm about to read showed me a whole new side of Joe that I didn't know I needed unlocked. Okay, so prepare yourself. I already felt a lot reading that, so... I can only imagine mm-hmm. now. As our conversation on this seemingly ordinary Monday drew to a close, at the end of which the actor let me in on an evening routine that consists of a self-tape, cooking, and running a bath, one thing became extraordinarily clear to me, that while he may be striving for the ordinary, Joseph Quinn is anything but that. Our boy loves a good bath. <laughs> I love... <laughs> I didn't mean to like make the tone like more happy because this is a beautiful thing to say about somebody, but like you really know that you dive into your self care if you take time out of your day to give yourself a bath. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Spend time like with yourself. There's like a love and an art with having a bath. Hmm. You know? You you spend time with yourself, you're alone with your thoughts. And sometimes you have to be really raw and really real with yourself in those times. And, like, good for him. Or maybe he's got those fancy, like, wooden tables that go across. And he's got his wine. And he's got, like, a book. And he makes himself a cheese board. Do you think he makes himself Mm -hmm. a cheese board? Or charcuterie board? A a charcuterie board? A charcuterie? So it's really interesting because I I was listening to the last episode that we released this past Friday where we said that we didn't think he was ever going to have to do a self a self tape or anything like that and this was part of his routine. Mhm. How fascinating. Yeah. Huh. I don't think that he'll ever have to make another one in his life, but for someone that is really honing in on the simplicity of his life and keeping his people close and trying to stick to a routine, I could see him continuing to do self tapes just because they comfort him. Maybe. Yeah, I could. To, I could to see keep absolutely. him grounded. To keep him grounded. No, mm-hmm. I'm still gonna do these, even though I don't have to. I'm gonna fucking do them. Mm-hmm. Do you think? But but do you think maybe it's because he's auditioning for something? Is what I'm the point I'm trying to make? Because I understand. I understand the sentiment of like he's never gonna have to do this again because he's just that talented. But at the end of the day, you know, directors and casting directors and 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 producers have their processes. So if you want to right. be part of something, mm-hmm. you have to essentially do a self tape. Period. So you yeah. know, my my question then becomes. I understand that people are going to be reaching out to him left and right, that people are going to be fighting for him to do these roles. 
but I wonder if at which point was it just to like keep himself grounded or was it because he was auditioning for something because I hope selfishly it, it could very well be a little <laughs> bit of both you know yeah there are going to be roles that he is just going to be handed 100 they probably were like audition also- optional and he's like well I'm gonna fucking audition just in case <laughs> yeah yeah but I think I don't know I I found reading the full article a lot more rewarding than just the snippets. Oh, for sure. Because with just the snippets, we were like pulling and grasping at straws on like what he could be talking about. But this article gave us the kind of intro and outro to those snippets and it made it more cohesive, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's a good word. Yeah. for sure. Because there was there's bits and pieces that weren't in those snippets that you kind of got to see a bit more of like Joe in there. And I was just like, <laughs> I love him. He's so great. That was a Joe face you just made as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so this was like worth every minute. Oh, but, oh mm-hmm. it was so worth waiting for that article. It was so good. Um, did we did we want to did we talk about anything else? We probably should watch Les Mis and review it next week or something. Yeah, or in a couple weeks. Because like, yeah. I want to see. I want to. Yeah, see let's talk about on the finale. Something. Let's talk about on the on the finale yeah. episode. <laughs> She's like, I'm. We're not gonna watch it in the next week because it's six episodes. <laughs> well, it's Jamie though. You know. Oh yeah, next, next. Oh yeah, next week. Next week's his episode. Yeah. So we're not talking about Joe. If it's Jamie, that means we should try, try to watch something Jamie. with Jamie in it. Maybe we should consent. Like, we can talk about consent. Sweeney Todd and Mortal Instruments. Never seen Mortal Instruments, but I've seen Sweeney it's Todd. on Netflix. Bang. That's a good. That's a good span too, because Sweeney Todd was more towards the beginning of his career, and then Mortal Instruments was within like the last five to seven Actually, years. I want to say fourteen, so eight years. Ew. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. What about that one show where he's kind of fruity and I think he has a lot of sex? What's that show? What? Hold, Excuse please. Because he said he said that he's like, kind of. Yeah. Because oh, I, I didn't. Have, you seen has he been in anything recent? Have you, haven't you seen the third? Hold on. Jamie. No, I'm still very much embedded into the Joseph Quinn TikTok. No, I know. I've seen <laughs> Jamie pops up every Quinn. once in a while. Uh, I will say, though, that my For You page is starting to kind of not show me as much, Joe, and it makes me a bit oh, sad. Oh, that's okay. I, every time I, I, I see it come up, I'm like, click, 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 click. <laughs> interact, interact, You interact. engage with it? Yeah, fuck yeah, I do. Shit. Give me what I want. I feel you. Thomas and Friends. Joanna. Urban Myths. He played Mick Jagger. Mm-hmm. What? He played Mick Jagger. He well, Where and when? Um, Urban Myths is a TV series called Urban Myths. And it's... Okay, we got to talk about this next week. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so make sure that you guys check in next week because we are having an episode completely and utterly and divinely dedicated to Jamie Campbell Bower. Jamie Bauer. Campbell Bower. Yes, the man, the myth, the legend. I am Joe's best friend. Jamie or one of his Campbell best friends. Bauer. Uh, 
anyways follow us on tiktok and on instagram and subscribe on youtube do the whole shebang baby uh my instagram and tiktok is laura vanessa laura with an h at the end and vanessa with an h at the end danielle and then mine is d young d e e e young on tiktok my Instagram is Miss Danielle, M-I-S-S-D-A-N-Y-E-L-L. Danielle. And I'm Shannon. I'm Star <laughs> I'm Starry Eyes. S-T-A-R-R-Y-Y-E-Y-E-S on Instagram. And I'm What's Up Shannon on TikTok. Come say what's up. And then our Instagram for the podcast mm-hmm. is the Quinn Pod. Mm-hmm. And the TikTok for our podcast is The Quinn Podcast. Yes. Thanks for coming back and being on this journey with us. We're having the time of our lives. Yeah. And we're so happy that you tune in every week. Guess what? And we can't wait. Next week, baby, episode 10. 10. 10 whole, ten se- ten whole, whole seasons. episodes, bitch. Let's wow. do it. What a wild ride. Thank you guys so much. You guys are amazing. I love you all. I love you all so fucking much. Love you. Bye. Okay.